You're listening to Serpent Cast. I'm Sophie St. Thomas. I'm Annabelle Gatt. And I'm Casey Halter. We are here in the studio with Erin Carroll. Erin is a cam model, a cartoonist, and many other things, and she is here with us tonight. We're so excited to spend some time with her. Hello, Erin. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank so you for coming. The first question we ask everyone is, what is your sun sign, and what is your Hogwarts house? I am an Aries. Ooh, like Annabelle. Me too. Oh my god, we have two Aries, two Scorpios. I feel like we're about to battle. <laughs> no. no. No? We're all ruled by the planet Mars, yeah. so we're all actually sisters. So we're all in the same... Yeah, army. we're I all don't... in the same army. Okay, yeah. okay. The goats and the scorpions are cuddling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I would definitely say that my Hogwarts house is Hufflepuff. You're oh, a second nice. Hufflepuff. <laughs> We've had reading here recently. Nice. Our last guest, Darcy, is also Hufflepuff. Smart choice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorting hat did good on that one. We have one Hufflepuff, one Ravenclaw, two Slytherins. Nice. <laughs> well, I just want to talk about how... I love your morning songs more than anything in the entire world because I, too, sing morning songs every single morning, Wait. and I think it's really important. Rewind. Well, we need yeah. to tell the people at home what the morning song is. What's a morning song? Yes. song. Yes. The yes. Good Morning Song. The Good Morning Song is a very important part of every day. It is based on a song that my mom sang to me as a child to wake me up, one of a few different songs. And that song is based on a song from the musical Singing in the Rain. But the point of that song is that they stayed up all night. So now it's the morning. And that wasn't a very good message for children. So <laughs> I, was to say, I would feel like shit. Like I <laughs> so instead of, instead of it's great to stay up late, good morning, my mom changed it to it's great to see your face. Good morning. Aww. Aww. <laughs> very cute. So is it is it fair to call what you do positivity porn? I love that. I hadn't thought of that exact expression, but I really like that. Really? Yeah. Positivity porn. Let's so define this for the listeners. Positivity <laughs> porn is when someone probably isn't clothed or there's something sexy going on, but it's very loving and caring and it's like there's a good morning song involved. <laughs> so it's just really nice. And primarily in the past, I used to watch porn to get off. But as like the Internet has grown and like societies and evolving, I realized that I really like watching women be sexy and like be like fully embodied in their sexuality. But like do like random other every single kind of everyday things. So this very like, you know, it's sexy. You're topless usually. Mm -hmm. And you're singing a good morning song. Like, I love that. It doesn't turn me on per se, but I'm like, this person's hot. She's feeling herself (laughs) and she's being really positive. And I really like it. Like, it just makes me feel good. I'm so glad. I like to have a wholesome message encapsulated with a somewhat arousing visual. That's so perfect. I know. I hate to be the perv over here, but like, I'm like... Yes, all true, all true, but I I still get what. Yeah, totally, totally. I read an interview with Dita Von recently, and she was talking about how when she first started dancing, a lot of the people who came to her shows were men, 
But now, like, pretty much everyone who comes to her shows are women. That makes sense. And I feel like it's, like, porn evolves. And we go people buying, like, VHS tapes in, like, the 70s and 80s when we get to 2020 and 2030. Like, maybe it used to be mostly, like, men that watched porn. But I think more and more women are going to watch. And it might not necessarily always be to get off. It might just be because we want to see other women embracing a side of their personality that has been repressed in us for so many centuries. Absolutely. I think that so many women that are not sex workers in any capacity enjoy being naked around their homes and doing everyday things without their clothes on. And to see somebody else just putting that out in the public, I think is empowering. I think it's very empowering. But I also just, I also love porn. I love watching people get (laughs) fucked like that. I love that part too. I'm not saying that, you know, I like one more than the other. I like them both. But I think it's, I think it's like cool that we're able to like both now. Absolutely. It's different things for different reasons. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh, I just want to go straight for the fucked up shit. All right, let's do that. <laughs> let's warm up. Ease up. Um, sorry. <laughs> Have you... How has social media been for you since the recent legislation? Have you been worried? I've been worried, but ultimately I think I've been very blessed because I personally have not experienced any real consequences. I've seen a lot of colleagues that are experiencing these consequences, and that's that's very sad um but i feel i feel blessed that they've not affected me yet in, in case anyone doesn't know legislation was passed that basically it pretend it masquerades as anti-sex trafficking legislation and celebrities such as the lovely amy schumer you know did a big campaign mm. to support it like save Ugh. the women but of course the only people it actually is going to hurt is sex workers and it's going to make their life a lot more dangerous because what it does is it takes websites and holds them accountable this is also everyone is affected by this it's it's wrapped in the attack on freedom of speech and what's happening with net neutrality but websites are now responsible for their users content so things like websites such as Backpage which a lot of sex workers use to find clients that's already, already been seized and along with this legislation affecting sex workers' ability to get work. You know, the internet is a safe place if you're an escort or, or a dom, or especially if you do sex work that involves, you know, in, in-person sessions, it's a lot harder now to exchange information such as safe client lists. And it fucking sucks. And, and <laughs> every, like literally everyone should be mad about it. And I know friends whose social media accounts have already been shut down. A lot of, I've seen like, all of a sudden there's like a this page contains explicit content we need god i'm sorry i'm just gonna start i'm gonna start sounding just hopeless if i keep talking about this um i've seen a lot more girls like take to instagram stories recently interesting a lot of my sex worker friends well but it's like yeah it's you can see the way it's it's frustrating because on instagram there's so much censorship i can't post i can't post my my topless pics and my full frontal pics there i can't post even censored versions of my of my porn clip previews mm-hmm. and that nobody wants to buy a clip if they can't see a preview of it and it's frustrating it seems like the only places where i can show nudity and uh, explicit sexuality is twitter and tumblr yeah they're for very different things twitter is much more what i need and if there's uh, continual crack crackdowns on what i'm allowed to post there that's going to mess with my money. Yeah. 
And money is life, in case anyone listening. Especially yeah. in New York City. Especially in New York City. <laughs> Um, and also in our last episode, I was just talking about how you can repel ghosts with in embracing materialism. So oh, I'm going to have to learn about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, do you practice any magic? Do you have any kind of spiritual practice that you do? I do not personally. My mom definitely is very interested in a lot of metaphysical things. She got me some sage for my new apartment, so I'm excited to use that. I'm going to sage my old apartment for the next inhabitants, and well, I'm going to sage my... that's kind of you. That's really kind. <laughs> that's wow. some Aries generosity right there. <laughs> wow. I had some fights with my roommate. Not not really. We're, we're, we're great. But I'm just uh, <laughs> trying to pretend, I guess, that there's some negativity in there that it's got to get out. I don't know. I think I've put some good energy into that place. Yeah. I'm just going to give him a clean, clean no, that's slate. It. I mean, no. you like <laughs> for the floor and you move out, you clean it. It's exactly. nice that you're hitting all the, yeah. Make sure there's yeah. not any like lost Q-tips in the corner, <laughs> lost like sad memories. I believe you have a wish list with um, some goodies that people can get for you to celebrate your move. I so do. everyone go on Twitter and follow Aaron at Faceless fuckers. That's correct. And you can view this wish list, and you should buy her something. Please do. Today is when we're recording this. It's Wishlist Wednesday, and I checked, and somebody got me the butter dish that I really wanted, which is very exciting. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. What else is on the list? (laughs) Oh, I've got all sorts of things. I've got. Uh, I've got a broom that has part of the dustpan where you can like comb out all the hair and the lint that gets trapped on the broom. Oh yeah, into that. I've got some cork tiles because I want one of my walls in my room to just be a grid of cork tiles so I can hang up any any kind of backdrops or anything that I want and kind of have a home studio. So it's a lot of things that are uh, going to be very useful in my work and just make it feel a little bit more like home. You have a product which I saw on your Twitter, which I think would be really helpful to a lot of people. You have a sort of like a, it's like a resource. I don't want to call it a worksheet. It's like a workbook on kind of like Twitter 101 for camera journals. Right. It's like almost like a digital pamphlet. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. I think that my roommate, her her cam name is Forrest Bonnie. Her uh, Twitter handle is at Forest Bonnie MFC. She kind of gave me the idea for it because she's always been very proactive in posting tips for people. And she gave me a few of the tips that are on there that are in there. I thought, you know, I really would have appreciated something like this. There's a lot of things that even people that have been doing this for a long time, maybe they don't realize. I, you know, there's no handbook for sex workers. Anything that I could do to help, I feel would be worth it. Yeah. So trying to put a little bit of education out there and hope that it comes back. I'm just hoping that all of these girls get super rich and then like just carry me through my retirement. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. I was just give people money like if you have too much of it like, like seriously you want to help like like don't like save the political tweets or like it's just like fucking some people just have like a little too much money and other people could use some I'm sorry to oh I don't even really have that much extra money and I'm already trying to do, no I'm, I'm trying yeah. to do that as much as I, I mean, can I think you should get everything I think everyone in this room deserves everything um <laughs> no I see yeah. girls that are I see girls that are up and coming and I like to get people things off their wish lists I encourage all all sex workers to if even if you have just five extra dollars uh invest it back into the community you know get somebody a coffee get somebody you know the 
the flower crown off their wish list that they want or that copy of I just got somebody a copy of uh, The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack on DVD. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that was a good gift. And also like wearing a flower crown can really just totally turn a day around. It really oh, yeah. can. Have you ever tried to be depressed in a flower crown? It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You look so silly. Speaking of educating people, you had another tweet that I found very interesting that I think everyone should check out where you explained that, well, you didn't explain, but you you asked people, you were like, have you gotten your diploma and and has it helped you and what's the deal with that? So did you get any interesting responses from your question about how people chose to approach higher education? I think that they're all interesting. I don't think that any of them were surprising to me personally. I got, it started with a tweet Somebody had said something to me along the lines of the only reason that you do what you're doing is because you're not smart enough to get a degree and, you know, get a real job. And I I hear the real job thing, not infrequently. And so I thought, you know, I know so many wonderful sex workers that have degrees and still choose to do sex work. Let's do an informal survey. So I posted a tweet. I think it said... Uh, do you have a degree? Maybe you're doing sex work to pay for your degree, or maybe sex work has shown you that you don't need a degree to be successful. And I just ask people to share their stories. And I think I've gotten over 300 responses for people that are all overwhelmingly positive. And if you go through it, you'll find overwhelmingly uh, that a lot of sex workers choose to do what they're doing, regardless of whether or not they have a degree. Yeah. And several of them said that their degrees were helpful with sex work. I would be very curious to see if the people that were critical of people doing sex work to pay for their education had a trust fund or not. (laughs) (laughs) We we mentioned that you are a cartoonist. You've been drawing during this recording. Will you tell us what what you've been drawing? Sure. I drew a little cartoon face. I draw a lot of faces. And she's uh, looking up at her third eye. Nice. And then it just says, Fasta Sesta sucks. It does. Fuck Fasta Sesta. Fuck Fasta Sesta. This is a very silly law. So have you always been an artist or um, been into cartooning or is that sort of a newer thing? Oh, I've always been an artist. I, you know how moms, sometimes moms will have like these tall tales and like, yes. yes. And you have no way of knowing if they're true or not, but they sound cool. So <laughs> my mom likes to say that the first time I ever held a pencil I held it correctly instead of just, you know, grabbing it in my fist. Very so, intelligent. I hope that's yeah, true. Yeah, I still that don't hold cool. pencils correctly. <laughs> 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 so I've always, I've always been an artist uh, in some capacity. Uh, drawing, has, drawing has always been my favorite. What tips would you give to someone who's just learning how to draw? Because my therapist has challenged me to learn how to draw because really? I am the most left brain person in the entire world. And she's like, I want you to try something that you're really bad at and I want you to fail. Oh. So what tips would you give me as someone who like literally can barely draw a star? I actually have. <laughs> oh, uh, let me just for, for those of you listening, you won't be able to see this, but I'm about to demonstrate that I can draw a really good freehand star. See, oh my fucking god. That's amazing. Wow. There we go. Erin says she's not a witch, but yeah, I'm you're really a witch. Sure. You're That's talking about your broomstick and you're creating stars. I'm you there. caught me. I was trying to be subtle with my with my witch dog whistle. 
Uh, no, like straight up, when I was in kindergarten, it took me a year and a half to learn how to draw the letter five. Oh, darn. The letter? The, see, exactly. <laughs> well, I actually do. I, I actually do have a really good tip for you that I encourage anyone that thinks that they can't draw. I encourage anybody to take this tip, and that would be to don't focus on what you are making visually. Focus on what you're doing, you know, with your sense of touch. So explore different mediums get some acrylic paint get some finger paints get some watercolors get some clay well I guess clay isn't drawing but it's something that's creative get oil pastels chalk pastels crayons and just focus on how it feels on the paper oh when you press harder how does it feel when you smear the paint this way how does it feel oh let's take our these are fingernails now you know let's see what happens and on and on so I think that if you do that you can just throw it away after. You don't really even have to look at it. But mm-hmm. if you're finding joy in that creation process, usually when you're done with it, you'll kind of see, oh, this looks like I enjoyed myself, and you'll have a positive association with it. I love that. Wonderful I love advice. the focusing on the tactile aspect of it. Because I, as like someone, I always like try to... I look at something and I am like, I know how to visualize this. And then I try to draw it and I fail and I'm like, it looks like shit. And then I throw (laughs) it away. And honestly, like I've never been a good artist because I've always been so afraid. Mm -hmm. I I have that problem as well. I I definitely have that problem as well. I am not very good at drawing things based on looking at them, either a photograph or real life. I just started taking figure drawing classes. And so I'm learning. I've been doing some commissions recently. I'm learning to draw from photographs, but definitely not my strong suit. I like to draw out of my imagination, mm-hmm. and I have a giant you know, pile of wadded-up paper at home to prove it. Like I'm, I'm not very good at certain kinds of drawing. I have a question for you. Sure. You have an unlimited budget. You have the best costumer in the world working with you the best cameras, the best After Effects team. It could be any porn, any fantasy, any kind of role play, any... You could use, like, Versailles as your backdrop. What would be the perfect porn? I'm going to go with my gut reaction to answer this question, and I'm going to say... I have been working on for the last like two years. I've been working on something called my fake musical. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> so I just I just have always loved musicals. Grew up on them, and I just come up with these little ditties that seem that they would somehow be able to fit together. I mean, if Abba can turn into Mamma Mia, then I'm sure all of, <laughs> I'm sure that I can figure out a story to piece all my little songs together. And uh, I've already have so many ideas for my set pieces, for my costuming. And honestly, I wasn't thinking of it as a porn, but it could definitely be a porn. So this is like a Broadway musical. A Broadway musical that is a porn. All right. Are we leaning more towards like Waitress or more like Grease or more like Wicked? Like what's going on here? It is a parody of the small town girl moves to New York story. So it's very self-aware satire. Are are you a small town girl? I am a teeny tiny microscopic town girl. 
Yeah. I grew up in a, in a place that has more cows than people. We had tractor day at our high school. I had tractor day at my high school. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. What is tractor day? Tractor day is when you can drive your tractor to school and park it in the parking lot. And then after school, everybody comes out and brags about all their mods that they did on their tractor. It's like a real fucking, like, they're like, like, it's so cool. All the cool kids Really expensive tractors. Like a tractor that, like, costs more than your car does. Way more than your car. Yeah. <laughs> way, way more than anybody's car should cost you. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I wouldn't wow. mind living somewhere that had more cows than people. I would talk to them. Aww. Cows are great. It's great to visit, but I got to say, there's definitely some downfalls of living there. It probably smells bad. It Actually, that didn't, bo- that didn't bother me that much. It's just the fact that you have to drive an hour and a half mm. to do anything interesting at all. And I couldn't walk around dressed the way that I like to dress in that area. I will say that they've, since I, since I grew up there and I've gone back to visit, it seems like there's definitely a lot of progress. There's a smoothie shop. Oh, yeah. There now. Oh. They have kale. Hip. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, definitely wouldn't want to live there again. I love that you said that. I um, <coughs> didn't. I finished high school in Virginia, not a super small town. But I, before I moved here, I was working. Speaking about fucking degrading work, I was working as a goddamn barista <laughs> at a country club, <laughs> making minimum wage. Um, and but I remember talking to one of my coworkers, and he was like, and I was try I was trying to figure out my way to get to New York and um, I was just like romanticizing it and I was like and you can wear whatever you want to wear there <laughs> and he looked at me like I was like insane he's like what like what like he didn't understand but that was so important to me and it's Hell so yes. true yeah absolutely last year I had uh, let's see no not last year it was during for the election in 2016 when I was still doing my politics shtick and I had the sides of my head shaved. I had a, a mohawk. I didn't wear it up, uh, but I had the sides of my head dyed blue with a white with a blonde star, and then in the middle it was striped red and red and blonde. And nobody looked twice. I I dyed my hair blue for election day. Amazing. Remember my... It looked like shit. I have to call myself out. <laughs> Sophie, it did not look like shit, but you do look better with red hair. You have warm tones in your skin. Thank you. Yeah. Erin, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. It's our... The way, our ability to present ourselves to the world how we want to and how we feel on the inside is very important and it should not be written off as something that's just silly or superficial. Absolutely. And another another thing that frustrated me about the area where I grew up is it seemed a lot of the time that people would see how I liked to dress and they would say that I was attention-seeking. Mm-hmm. And it's just frustrating because it's like, I no, I'm doing it because I want to. It's not my fault that you guys pay attention. <laughs> I would rather you didn't. <laughs> I, so it's perfect that I can be somewhere where I can dress this way and not get any attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what, like, one of the things that I always talk about, because I'm sort of, like, introverted, and I don't like when people look at me, and I've had, like, people who don't live in the city be like, why would you live in New York City then? Like, you're surrounded by people all the time. I'm like, 
No, New York City is like the loneliest fucking place in the entire world. You could like stand in the middle of the street screaming random shit like I'm going to die. I'm going to kill oh, everyone. Walk right on by. And people just like don't care. Like you are literally <laughs> invisible here. I actually and have that a is perfect beautiful. story for this. Mm-hmm. So for my birthday, my boyfriend flew up my best friend to surprise me, which is incredible. And I had no idea what was going on. He took me to this bar and he was acting kind of weird, and I didn't realize why for, like, ten minutes. Then finally he's like, <clears throat> and does one of those, like, lean-over things. My best friend had been sitting there. She's the only other person in this bar. Had <laughs> been sitting four seats away from me the entire time. And I am just so trained to, like, no, I can't look up at people. What if we make eye contact? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, New York City is the perfect place to be if you don't want anybody to see you. (laughs) Had she been to New York City before? No, it was so fun. Oh, we went to this crazy club called The Box. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. And I was actually on on the next week's episode of Law & Order SVU, which I thought was very cool. And they did this insane show. It was the perfect night for us to go because there was actually a Mormon-themed performance. Uh, I actually was born and raised Mormon. So it was so fun to see this parody of these these fake Mormons in their quote-unquote magic underwear uh, and then all of a sudden they're naked and the guy's like helicoptering his dick. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was it was so many years of repression just being uh, catharsized is not a word. What what is the word I'm looking for? Exercised. I, I like that one. Yeah, it was It was a cathartic experience. Yeah, I can say it that way. When you say magic underwear, forgive me. These, this was the Puritans, but you, those, you know those, like, gowns that people would wear with, like, a little hole for the penis? So, like, couples could have sex but, like, not see each other naked because oh, this is just to procreate? Does anyone else know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God Mormons don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but of course, already I'm, like, making it before, and I'm like, but fucking with your clothes on is kind of hot. Like, you just <laughs> oh, it can be. I definitely yeah. have a fetish for boxer briefs, because, like, Ooh. I'm pretty sure because I grew up Mormon, Ooh. I think. Interesting. <laughs> my first lesbian kiss was at, uh, not my first lesbian kiss, my first, like, re- lesbian romance was at Mormon camp. Oh. <laughs> We sat by the we sat by the pond and uh, or it was a lake I guess we sat by the lake and watched a storm like across we had snuck out of our cabins and she was she was trying to watch the storm and I just kept trying to make out with her. Nice, <laughs> that's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I it would love to nice. be at a stormy lake. Oh, it was fantastic! It was it was a very special spot for sure that will always be in my heart. I. Also remember some really creepy indoctrinating Mormon songs from camp. Do you want to hear one? Yep. Yes. Okay. Because it, it starts off like Mormon, 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 oh, Mormon, 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 Mormon. <laughs> oh, and there's like hand motions too, but you have to like be in a line with other Mormons. Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> it's all girls. So it goes, I know a Mormon boy. He is my pride and joy. He knows about everything from Alma on down. Woo. One day I'll be his wife. We'll have eternal life. Oh, how I love my Mormon boy. Woo. Oh, I actually kind of like it. So they want yeah. you to love the Mormon boys, but not until 
marriage. Not until At marriage. At first, I thought this song was about Jesus, <laughs> but it's not. That's not. No, the Jesus m- was Jewish. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. We have okay. songs songs for a lot of different occasions. There's a song for the beginning of spring that uh-huh. is going to be stuck in my head until I die. It goes, I looked out the window and what did I see? Popcorn popping on the apricot tree. Spring has brought me such a nice surprise. Popcorn popping right before my eyes. And it's just about how apricot blossoms look like popcorn balls. And popcorn is dope and we have a big bag on the table. (laughs) I'm afraid to eat it because it's so crunchy. I felt like there was one religion, I know in Satanism that you're really supposed to celebrate your birthday, um, but... That's awesome. Yeah, because it's like, you know... That's my favorite day. Yeah, exactly. Satanism, Halloween, but because it's, you know, Satanism is like, aside from like Christian interpretations of Satan... Um, a lot of the writings about Satanism from a literary perspective are Satan represents the individual in comparison to larger organizations such as the church. And so the Satanic Bible is just like, it's celebrate your birthday. Your birthday <laughs> is me day. It's almost like self-worship, right? Yeah. Precisely, self-worship. precisely. Like, be your own God, celebrate your birthday. And Halloween, too. Like, <laughs> oh, I celebrate the fuck out of my birthday. I love it. I don't like having parties, but Wait, you're a I tor- like getting down. No, you're an Aries, an Aries. So, yeah. What did you do for your birthday this year? Well, I had my best friend fly up. That, that was, was uh, That was the biggest, that was the big thing. Uh, on my actual birthday, I think I just worked. <laughs> I just worked, and my boyfriend got me flowers, and we did a photo shoot with them, and that was really nice. So I like to I like to make a big deal in the sense that I like to talk a bunch of shit, but when it comes to actually doing a bunch of shit, I would prefer to just like be at home and watch a movie. <laughs> I want more of this art. How may I support you and find it? If you would like to support me and my artistic pursuits... The best way to help me out is to become a Patreon patron. My Patreon is patreon.com slash veryokay, V-E-R-Y-O-K-A-Y. And my goal is to get up to $750 a month, which would be amazing, which would basically mean that I could do art full time. And I plan on releasing most of my stuff for free. So that's why the patrons are extra important so if you if you want to check out my stuff look at my twitter at faceless fuckers if you want to support it directly check out my patreon and every single patron even the one dollar tier is very appreciated awesome fuck yeah Thanks so much for listening. You can always support us on Patreon. It's www.patreon slash the serpent cast. Either that, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at the serpent cast. We need as many followers and as many patrons as possible. We're trying to get famous. We're trying to get rich and we want you to help us out. You can keep up with my daily and my monthly horoscopes by following me on Twitter at Annabelle Gat underscore. You can also follow me over at Instagram at Annabelle Gat. And if you want to follow me, Sophie St. Thomas, for lots of sex writer content and way too much about Satan, you can find me at The Bowie Cat. That's T-H-E-B-O-W-I-E Cat. David Bowie and Kitties. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, even though I rarely post... But I do post on Instagram, which has the same handle, and there's a lot of selfies and cat pictures, which are great. It's Ivy St. Ive, I-V-Y-S-T-I-V-E.